0: The second beta of Rails 3 was just released, and one of the most significant changes in this new release is how blocks are handled inside of the view layer. So here in this episode, I want to go into detail on that. So let's upgrade to that new beta release of Rails. But before I start that, I think it's also a good time to change to Ruby 192 if you haven't already. Remember back in episode 200, I showed you how to install Ruby 191 with RVM, but I found Ruby 191 to be a little bit buggy. And Ruby one nine two feels much more solid and usable uh for me. But it is still in development, so it's not an official final release yet, but I still find it to be very stable and usable. So to get this installed with RVM, you could just type in RVM install and then Ruby head as the version of Ruby you want. Since Ruby one nine two isn't out yet, this'll get us the latest greatest version of it even though we're, we are living on the edge this way so it's a little bit scary but I find 192 is pretty close to release currently that this gives us a pretty solid version and after that installed successfully you could just switch to that version of ruby with rvm ruby head and that'll switch to that in this current terminal window by the way you can pass in dash dash default and that'll make that version of ruby the default of your system so that every new terminal window you open will default to that version of ruby and then finally we can get to installing Rails 3 beta 2. So just do uh, gem install Rails dash dash pre and that'll give us uh, Rails 3 beta 2. So if you want to upgrade an existing Rails 3 application to beta 2 then you can just change the version number inside of the gem file of that Rails application. So here we are including Rails 3 beta and just change this to beta 2. And then just do bundle install inside of that Rails app to make sure all the dependencies are resolved. So now that we have Rails 3 beta 2 working in this application, let's dive into what changed. Now as you can see here, we're inside of an ERB template. And as you know, inside of ERB, if you have an equal sign inside of the ERB tags, it's going to output whatever the Ruby interpreted code here returns to the view. And if you don't have the equal sign, then it's just going to interpret it and basically discard the Ruby output and not display it in the view. So this is a common concept in ERB, and in Rails 3, the second beta, it's been extended to work this way inside of blocks as well. So the most common place you'll see this effect is the forms. So notice we are in a form view here, and we're calling form 4 and passing a block to it. Now this form4 call is actually going to insert form tags around the content inside this block. But notice there's no equal sign here. So it's inserting content without any kind of equal sign in ERB. So this kind of breaks that rule a little bit. And also the internals and how this works has always been a little bit uh, difficult to work with in the past versions of Rails. But now what you do is you use an equal sign when you're needing to output content, such as with the form4 method. And even though you're passing in a block, you just start it with an equal sign, leave this one as it is, and that way you'll insert the uh, form content and form tag properly. And This also cleans up the internals quite a bit, which I'll get into. So now the question is, when do we add this equal sign and when do we not add this equal sign through various blocks in ERB? Well, let me walk you through a couple scenarios. Let's try div4 as an example div for product. So, in earlier versions of Rails you would just do this without the equal sign. But now you do want to do the equal sign because just ask yourself, am I outputting additional content around this block? And you are. You're inserting a div tag, so you do want the equal sign here. In fact, most helpers in Rails, you do want to add that equal sign because it's doing something additional to the block content. Now let's look at some cases where you don't add the equal sign. Uh, One common scenario is using the each method. So let's say comments.each do for each comment we want to do something in this block here. Now the each method itself does not return something that we want to output to the view. We're just executing this block content several times for each comment. So this does not use an equal sign because what's being returned by the each method is not being output to the view. Another example is the content for method. So, content for, um, let's say side. And here you don't use an equal sign because this content for call is actually storing the content of this block inside of a variable to use later on in the layout or something. So, here you don't want to use a, an equal sign because nothing is being output to the view here. Now, unfortunately, there is one little exception to this rule, and that is the cache method. Um, ideally the cache method would use an equal sign because we're doing some magic here where the cache method might return the cached content into the view but the way it works internally it just doesn't use an equal sign so don't use the equal sign with the cache method Uh, that's really the only exception to this rule here now at first this may seem a little bit overwhelming but after you get used to it it does make a lot of sense that you're using the equal sign when you're having to output the content from the method But the main reason for doing this is that it really does clean up the internals of the code. Uh, Let me show you. Back in episode 40, I showed you how to use blocks and views in earlier versions of Rails, where you had to use this concat method in order to insert code and text before the block call and then after the block call and so on. And this was always kind of a pain to work with. I'll use the same kind of example I used in that episode where I have a list of administration links, and what I want to do is show and hide these depending on if the user is an admin, and also add a little div wrapper around the list of admin links. So here's that list of admin links in the view, and what I want to do is make a new helper method called admin area and place it in a block here, and that'll add the administration div tag as well as show and hide it depending on if the current user is an admin. Now notice the equal sign here because I am adding content into here with the div tag, I will need to use that equal sign. So I'll define that method inside of the application helper, just called admin area, and it has a little block that it accepts. Now what's nice about this new way of working with helper methods with blocks is that it kind of behaves more like you expect it to. If the helper method just returns a string, you can have it return whatever you want and that'll just be returned to the view. Let me show you. Now when you reload the page here, notice that the list of links change into whatever, and we don't see our admin links here anymore because we're not executing the block. Now in order to execute this block and return the content of it, all you have to do is call this new method called output buffer and then just pass in the block to that. And then I'll basically call the block in a separate output buffer so it doesn't render out the content directly to our view because we don't want that. That's what the problem was before in older versions of Rails. So this will output in a separate buffer so that we can just return that content. And now we could do whatever we want with it. So we could do something like content tag, let's make a div tag, Um, pass it in here, and then Um, add a little class here so that it's an admin section so now when we reload the page well check that out now we have a little section for administrators i've already styled it so it's a separate admin div as you can see here in the source code class admin and it, it just appends the content inside of that tag so just keep this in mind if you're ever needing to fetch the content of a block in the view just use the with output buffer method, pass a block in there, and that'll return the content for you. Just use that instead of just executing the block directly. Now that said, this was more for demonstration purposes. This actually is not the most efficient way to do this exact example, because the content tag method does accept a block of ERB itself. So if you wanted to do this more simply, you can just pass in the block directly to the content tag method, and that'll handle the output buffer switching automatically behind the scenes and you can see if we reload the page it still works properly of course to get this helper method fully functional you would want to add some kind of if admin method in order to hide it if the user is not an admin and that's it for this episode I know using the equal sign with the blocks and the views uh, might take some getting used to, but I think in the long run it does make a lot more sense because you are outputting content and with the cleaner implementation, it's a win-win in my opinion. Here's just a bonus last minute tip for you all because it's kind of related. Uh, you may be familiar with in earlier versions of Rails, you can add a minus sign to the beginning or end of an ERB tag to help strip out white space and make your markup a little bit cleaner. Well, in Rails 3, that's no longer necessary. So you don't need to add that minus sign if a line only contains some ERB that doesn't output anything. It'll automatically be stripped away. So if we take a look at our HTML source for this page, we can see that we don't have any white space where those ERB tags were. So I'm sure that's a very welcome addition for many people.